Ladies and gentlemen, we are on episode 12, and this is going to be definitely a special one. Um, I've been trying for, it's probably been at least a month, I would say, to a month and a half, uh, to get Carl on the podcast, and he is known on Twitch as Forest of Wires. You can look him up there, and gosh, I remember... So it was someone in my stream on Twitch that said, Hey, I think I needed to raid someone and no one was streaming UO. And they're like, Oh, you know, why don't you raid, uh, Carl DeLinden? Um, you know, he's a great guy he plays UO sometimes. And I was like, okay. So I looked at his channel and <laughs> let me tell you, just go to his Twitch channel. Um, it is probably one of the most creative um, channels I've ever seen. And, you know, I, I'll preface that with I am 0% creative. So it doesn't take a lot to impress me, but when you watch Carl on stream, it, the the transitions, the scenes, it is, on, honestly, it's next level. I've never seen anyone do what he does. Um, it, it's truly amazing. Um, not only that, he has a distinct passion for UO, and I found that out because after I raided him, I was like, hey, can you play um, Stones on guitar? And sure enough, I mean, he just brought out that guitar and just killed it. You know, it's unbelievable. So what I think is really unique about this particular one was when we agreed on a, uh, you know, date and time, whatever. I said, okay, cool. So we're messaging each other. I'm like, all right, getting ready to go. And... uh Carl asked me, he's like, hey, do you mind if I stream this on my Twitch? And it, and it honestly caught me off guard. I was like, sure, you know, let's try it. But I've never really done, um, let's just say, a live component <laughs> to the podcast. So um, I will ask you, you know, bear with some of the audio and some of the things that are going on um, because it was tough to, like... <sighs> It was very tough to manage, um, I think, his audio, if that makes sense, um, just because this was a live component, right? And there are a couple of pauses um, in between. So I'm going to honestly, I'm not editing, you know, this clip. I really think um, it's something special on its own um, because the camaraderie, I think, that Carl and I have was spot on um, and the way he describes UO and his history is just, uh, I think it's, it's truly something special. Uh, and, and it just goes to reinforce, you know, no matter what shard you play on, when you played, whatever, we are UO addicts at heart, right? I mean, there's just no doubt that this game has been so impactful in people's lives that, you know, this is just going to be, you know, another check mark um, on that list. So I really hope you guys enjoy this. Um, I will forewarn you, if you make it to the end um, of this episode, um, I, I did sing a little bit. I, I, th I believe I gave like one verse. So uh, if, <laughs> if you, uh, you know, ha had any, I don't know. 
any desire to hear me sing, you will you will hear that. And I assure you, that's probably going to be the uh, first and only time I sing on this podcast. <laughs> but who knows, right? <laughs> um, but no, I honestly hope you guys sincerely enjoyed this episode. It was a blast making it. Um, and uh, just a reminder, uh, just things coming up. Um, I do stream on Twitch. Um, I don't have a set schedule yet. I usually just fired on um, streaming UO. Um, but I am working on trying to get a more solid schedule. Um, but check me out on on Twitch, Mustache Gaming TX. I'm on Twitter, um, and definitely uh, email me too. Um, you know, Ultima Online Podcast at Gmail dot com. I I really I thoroughly enjoy uh, seeing your guys' emails, and some of the people that have contacted me, I have been uh, shocked because there are people that I have known throughout the years. So, uh, it's definitely a treat hearing from you guys. Um, and, and please, you know, definitely keep, keep that feedback coming. Um, so after this episode is published, um, today is the seventh next week. Um, we're going to be unveiling the huge, uh, I would say secret that I've been holding for, I mean, gosh, a little over a month now. Um, and I think you guys are in for a treat. So we have Carl this week, which is, uh, the guy's unbelievable. Next week we have, it's going to be explosive. And then I have another person already slotted um, for the following week. So while there, um, you know, there, my last post, you know, was on September 25th. It was a little uh, late here. Um, it's just taking time. Um, it's only me doing this. So I sincerely appreciate you guys uh, listening and tuning in and uh, definitely, you know, give me feedback. I, I, you know what I really want to know is how did this live aspect go? Because now that I've told you that it was live, you kind of understand why you hear some of the things you do um, during this episode. Let me know, is it, it would that be something that you guys would want you know, to hear or participate in. Um, I realize a podcast, people, you know, listen to it whenever they can, but um, I would be open to, um, you know, doing this maybe even like once a month, like an episode where uh, we do it, you know, I do it live. I record it, of course, but I'm doing it live on Twitch and we can kind of interact a little bit more. Um, so let me know, uh, email me, you know, tweet me. I'm on Discord, all that. Uh, let me know what y'all think about that. Cause I think that might be an interesting concept, but all right, guys, uh, definitely enjoy and, um, huge thank you goes out to Carl DeLinden for getting this set up. So I appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. All How's right, going? man, it's going real good tonight. Um, I am, I feel like this conversation has taken a month to put together and, and it's, it's so awesome to me. Um, so I first want to have you introduce yourself and, and give us a little intro on who you are and, you know, tell me a little bit about just some UO stuff you got going on. All right, then. Hello. My name is Carl DeLinden, and I am a wizard from another dimension, but also the owner and proprietor of an establishment known simply as the Shackle Castle. Wow, okay. Um, I, I am a citizen of Sosaria, 
I'm a lifelong fanatical devotee to Ultima Online. And I am also a fan of Vassarol Poor, so I'm excited to be talking to you, Mustache. No, I, um, I appreciate that. And I will say, out of all of the creative people I've talked to, I mean, you you take the cake and then I think you take whatever comes after cake, right? Because <laughs> um, some of the things I've seen you put out um, have just been awesome. And I think what what holds a special place in my heart is the UO music. And I remember a few nights where you would play, you know, just stones, right? And it's something that's so silly and so trivial, right? But to so many, just hearing that song is is an instant click to UO. Um, so can you walk us through when did you get introduced to UO and how did that all, how did that happen? Like what year was it? How did that work? Wow, there it is. That's awesome. Dude, we need that like on the intro for sure. <laughs> you know, I I am a huge fan of the Ultima music. Um, from the beginning, Ultima One. Oh, I mean, uh, wait, did Ultima One have music? When did Ultima music begin? When were you introduced to Ultima? Period. When did this happen? Okay, well, let's take it back. Um, so, I when I was very very young, I remember either playing it was the super nintendo port of ultima 6 i think wow okay and it was either that but i also i, I played pagan ultima 8 pagan on dos okay sure I can't i think the snes one was first but it could have been the dos one i don't know but sure yeah i have strong memories of both uh for anyone who's played pagan if you remember there's an amazing intro where there's an executioner who cuts off someone's head and it rolls into the water and a dragon eats it and at the time you know i was playing mostly super nintendo and okay. i was all about gore and craziness in video games so that was an immediate like okay this game is cool right <laughs> and also at the beginning of the game um I recommend anyone who doesn't know about this to just look up the intro now, but at the beginning of the game, you start off in Satan's hand and he sticks out a, like it's a pentagram in the, in the night sky and you're in Satan's hand and he turns you over and you fall into the dark waters and woo, that's, <laughs> that's a good intro. Right. Uh, as for Ultima, the SNES version, I have these, I have a memory of, playing the game but having no idea what was going on i was i was young and confused and i would just wander around lord british's castle talk to right. the mouse collect potions and i eventually i did go on some grand adventures i would get a boat and get a bunch of party members and go across the world and never really had an idea of what i was doing but it was just pure exploration so right. anytime i i encountered an enemy it was like pretty much i was surely gonna die because i didn't level at all i didn't really understand how to play the game. <laughs> yeah now it was crazy, 
because that kind of carries over until today. That's how I am yeah. online. If I see basically anyone, they'll surely kill me. I'm very squishy. Now, was that your first sense of freedom in a game that you experienced? Oh, gosh. Well, one real quick tag story about Ultima before I go to that. Yeah. Um, I was really frustrated with Ultima because I loved the game, but had no clue what was going on. So I called <laughs> up some kind of hotline and I was like, hey, um, I actually I don't even remember if it was a human, but I said, I think I punched in the numbers for getting help for Ultima. And I guess I gave them my address because soon I had a, a manila envelope show up at my door that seemed like it was... Uh, it's like five pounds of paper. <laughs> yeah. And it was a huge guide to Ultima Six. Wow. And it was kind of astonishing. I was just reading it like I'm shocked that this is right. what's working in this game. Like what's working um you know, behind the uh in the background of this game. I just couldn't believe there was so much to it. Uh I was just looking at the total surface level just being an exploration simulator. Um but uh, so your question was, was it my first open world game? I have memories yeah. of playing, I guess, Dragon Warrior on Nintendo. And it wasn't okay. open world, but I just remember the feeling of walking around in the overworld map, feeling like it was open worlds. It could have been my first technically open world game, though. You're right. It could yeah. be. Well, because, and I think, too, because I don't know if you watched on Netflix, Gary, it's in the high score one under the role-playing episode. Really fascinating look about it. But it was like him envisioning throughout all these series just a free, open-end kind of game. And you kind of see the Ultima series, how they arrive at Ultima Online, right? And it's like the ultimate exploration, you know, kind of open. So um, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. When did you hear about Ultima Online, and when did you kind of get exposed to it? Oh, I was always highly fascinated with MMOs yeah. and the idea of playing RPGs with other people online. I'd never played Dungeons & Dragons, just to start off with that flagpole planted, but I was <laughs> right. highly interested in Final Fantasy. And the idea of playing Final Fantasy with other people in the world, other real people, right, intrigued me. And I remember first, I probably played Gemstone Three, which was a text-based. I guess it's called a MUD, right? Yeah. AOL. Um. And I was, I would go into AOL chat rooms, just, just RP, just straight like type asterisk asterisk jumps into the room asterisk asterisk, just straight RP chat. <laughs> So I was doing a lot of text base and a lot of that. So I was doing a lot of typing. Right. Um, but then uh, I discovered a game called The Realm Online, which was, um, I think, the first graphical MMORPG technically. But I don't know. I mean, technically, the beginnings of MMORPGs are, are uh, debated. I don't want right. to say anything because I'm sure in the comment section of this podcast, if I say UO, or the realm online or the first MMO. I'm yeah, because okay, so I Google I did some Google food and it says initial release date 1996. So yeah, I think you might be right. I mean that because I think UO didn't release till ninety-seven, right? If we say that though, some smart aleck is gonna say, <laughs> What about yeah. Neverwinter Nights? Right. Yeah, but but no, that was your first kind of exposure. Okay, so and I am yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
so yeah, I've played the realm online. I was so into it. And then one day randomly I went on a, I guess it was, what was the search engine back then? Yahoo. Very yes. primitive search engine. And I looked up something like uh, <clears throat> RPG, MMORPG. Cause I was just kind of, I was like, damn, there's, I know there's something out there. I had a feeling. Yeah. I just had a feeling. And I said, you know what? I'm going to look for a cool new game to play. And I want it to be online. I want it to be an, an RPG. And I put in some kind of search term and I came across a screenshot, which is the one on the back of the big box yeah. of guys running down a mountain. And there's a couple of dragons and some piles of multicolored gold. <laughs> and I, that's the, my first impression was that picture. I was like, holy shit. Right. I need, I need, I need this. Like I need to play that. I need to get involved in it. As soon as I saw that still, I said, okay, this is it. And, and and I just want to be clear for everyone listening. What was your uh, internet connection at that point? Wow, it was horrible. <laughs> okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I it it was. Uh, I so yeah, I was actually going to say I finally I I did my research. I discovered what the game was. Right. And I went to Electronics Boutique found that giant wow. beautiful box eb games right uh i believe i think it uh, i think it was dude I, I you just like rust came came off my brain i think it was literally eb that was like the first GameStop or something wow, i feel like been, i but, think yeah. back then Funkland was even around so good <laughs> we're dating ourselves yeah. <laughs> i mean this is 90 98 i think okay it was right after out so long time ago mustache long time ago did you play it right off the bat so i will i will tell you how my story went because um i remember being um i was an avid goer of the ymca summer camps right like every summer you know parents took me to the summer camp and it was just like a you know nine to five while your parents worked you you know went on field trips whatever i remember to this day um, it's crazy how vivid your memory can be. Um, the, the kid's name was chance, right? And he was, came up to me we're, we started talking about games or something. Cause I was a big gamer. He's like, dude, I just got this game Ultima online. I'm like, you know, what the, what is that? And he's like, man, he's like, I, I was killing someone in town and then guards started chasing me. And then I, I killed him. I got all the stuff and I ran outside of town. And, and just that alone, I was so like, it was so much to digest. I'm like, what is this? I, I need to find out like immediately what he's talking about. And I remember he gave me the install disc with like, you know, cause again, we're going to have some terms here that some of the newer folks may not know, but um, it was called a jewel case that had the CD inside. <laughs> and mm. you know, the top of the jewel case is ripped off and in typical fashion, it's just the CD. And I remember loading it, you know, and, and he hit the little button, CD-ROM tray comes out. And I loaded it and that was back, I don't know the exact date, but it was definitely like 98 probably. And I just remember logging in and just being in a forest and not knowing what the hell I was doing. And I was hooked immediately because there was just no, there's no guide, right? Right. Um, No, I know. And it was in my connection too. I think I was on 28.8. If I was lucky on AOL. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we're we're definitely in the same boat. So um when you loaded into Ultimate, did you have a 
like a home shard, a shard that you played like the most? I mean, like, you know, Sonoma or whatever. When I first got Alt Online, first of all, before we even jump into choosing a server, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I loaded that thing in and I saw what looked like a kaleidoscope. It, my graphics card was like, nah, man, you are, <laughs> we are not ready for this at all. Yeah. We're not even close. Right. So I had to wait a little bit. I got the game. I got ahead of myself. And uh, a couple months later, you know, the family computer got upgraded. And I was like, yes, it's right. so good. It runs Ultima. <laughs> but then I had that 56K. Oh, now yeah. Now that I'm here and you're talking about 28, I'm like, whoa. I was, yeah. I was blessed. I didn't know what I was complaining about. But yeah, 56K. I just felt like this is. It's just not enough. I just felt like, oh, <laughs> right. man, like, like I just felt like it just what I could never run as fast as anyone else. And I probably was just making excuses because most people probably were on 56K. Yes, a lot were. And I think, too, people forget the original UO. There was something called server lines, right? And a lot of people forget about that where you would hit a certain area and you would kind of like rubber band bounce oh you you i forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. wow right so it was wild because your connection was so crappy and then you'd hit that server line it was like you were you had no idea where the hell you were gonna end up <laughs> whatever you caught up um, that is so funny i forgot about that you're right wow. but no go ahead Oh, well, my goodness, the server line bounce. Um, yeah, uh, so eventually, I mean, I, I played on, um, I didn't understand, you know, when they had the shards in the beginning, Cat right. Skulls Atlantic, it was based on where you were located. I didn't get that. So I just picked whatever name sounded coolest. So <laughs> yeah. I went with Superior. Mm. Um, and I okay. Loved I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I still have extremely nostalgic memories of the first time I played Lake Superior. Very vivid to me. Right. I remember exactly what my character looked like, name, what I was wearing exactly. Ah, oh, beautiful times, mustache, beautiful what, times. What did you, and, and I want to, you know, kind of pull this from you. What were your expectations going into Ultima? Because I remember I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I just knew if you wanted to be like a warrior, you could, a, a mage or whatever, but I didn't really know anything else. What What did you know going in? Well, I, when I looked up that, when I looked up the game on the internet with that primitive search engine, as I was saying, right. when I realized it was an Ultima game, I was like, oh, Ultima Online. Right. So I had an idea because I, I was basically picturing Pagan Online. And that's kind of what it is. A lot of it is taken from the pagan engine, it seems. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a, I had a darn good idea. However, I was thinking like, nah, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be like, sh- it's gonna be worse. I, I just knew it could not possibly be that cool. And when I finally got it working properly, not only was it that cool, it was actually way cooler than that. I was mind blown. Oh, yeah. I, I And I remember this, too, asking my mother, hey, I need your credit card on the Internet so I can play a game online. <laughs> Just that sentence, right? I mean, she's like, what? She's like, that seems like a scam. You, you know, it was like it was so wild back then that 
that just didn't even exist, right? I mean, you know, just to let everyone who's a lot you know younger than us, there was a time before microtransactions, <laughs> and it was glorious. <laughs> um, but no, okay. So what what did you want to be? What kind of character, or maybe even you know, what kind of life did you want to live? You know, I wanted to. My first character was a a basic bitch warrior. Basically. <laughs> it was a swords, tactics, right. healing. But I didn't really understand. I kind of there were people guiding me. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I, they said, "Well, you're going to need anatomy." I was like, "Okay, I'll get anatomy." But I didn't know why. I didn't understand what the hell was going on. Sure. But I, you know, what was great though is in Ultima in that kind of game it doesn't really matter um i just before i got good at all i was having so much fun rping as a weakling that <laughs> yeah the time i became strong enough to defend myself i was already so immersed that i didn't care what i was at all and right if i was a swordsman or a miner so i i started experimenting a little bit as well and i eventually switched over to cat skills Okay. Uh, you know, over on cat skills is when I started playing a little more with an idea of what was going on. My time on Lake Superior was so naive. I mean, the fact that I was playing on Lake Superior itself when I should have been playing on cat skills being from the Northeast. <laughs> sure. That in itself shows the naivete um, and just sums up exactly what it was like. I was just so naive, just a total stereotype noob who didn't understand anything who was victimized easily and right. killed all the time and that was the beauty i was never mad about getting killed i was thrilled i thought it was the coolest thing that it was possible yeah this risk this reward is what makes for a fun game in my mind and nothing has ever really done that the way ultima online did in the early days even still to my opinion um you know for example when i started getting to mining and if I wanted to get good ore, or I wanted to get a lot of ore, I had to go into areas beyond the protection of the guards. Oh, yeah. So I had to go there as a very squishy miner with uh, tons and tons of valuable ingots on me, where at any moment, any PK <laughs> with any sense would just sweep through, kill me, take the ingots, run back to town, sell them, and I'll be back mining later. But the thing was, the the thrill alone of mining and getting home with your ingots. Oh yeah. You were a fantastical superhero returning home from an amazing adventure. And that's something I think can never be uh, replicated. I haven't seen it done. Well, um, and I think this is my, you know, opinion is Ultima. There was no levels, first of all, right. Leveling didn't exist. There was skills, but, I mean, back in the day, you know, I never, I don't think I GM'd a single skill, even, you know, on all my characters, I maybe made it to the eighties, nineties, and that was just through normal combat or whatever I was doing. Right. I, I never like maxed out or got into it that way, but the game to me was so amazing that didn't even matter because there was an RP side of it, which I think you probably discovered faster than I did. Um, now and I'm going to ask this because I am, I'm very non RP type of a player. So what, what attracted you to kind of the RP play style and what did you RP as? 
Well, first off, to to frog leap something you just said there, uh, I remember clearly. I would always look at the title people had and I would look at mine, you know, and mine would say something like journeyman. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I've graduated to a journeyman. I am no longer a little piece of crap. It was novice. I think was it the first one, wasn't it? Uh, I actually don't oh, even remember. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Adept, journeyman, uh, then master, grandmaster. I remember yeah. those. Obviously. Yeah. 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 But I remember I, there was this one time I was walking through the forest and I was, trying to get better at swords just trying to figure out the game in general and somebody said just go into the woods and fight deer or something i don't know yeah so they went out i went out into the woods and i was just chopping through deer hearing that legendary <laughs> crazy deer from <laughs> yeah. sound library which was just so alarming every single time you chopped into a deer it's like it sounded like torture i mean it was insane right so i was hearing that blasting through my my home speakers there and uh, some guy, some guy ran up, and he just looked like the coolest fucking guy. He just, I think he was wearing all black and just had really cool armor. And back then, having cool stuff was still like, whoa. And oh yeah. Title and it said Grandmaster, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, Grandmaster. I never saw <laughs> Grandmaster before. Right. Wait a minute. So there's Beyond Master. But right. I was like, oh, I can't wait. And it just goes to just following up on what you said about back then, it wasn't like I was, oh, yeah, I GM'd swords and tax overnight, just macroing. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. It was like, like I don't know if I ever GM'd swords. I, I probably probably played for like a year before I even thought about it. Um, so it was so different. Um, just how I see it now as an adult, you just go on a, a wiki and it's just like, oh, yeah, here's well, everything laid out. And it's funny, you, you talk about the sounds. I know for me, if I hear a sound that I heard in UO back in the day, I immediately think UO. Whether it's on TV, like a chicken noise or just something, right, where they have probably a generic sound library. I don't know. But I'm like, oh, I remember that in UO. I killed a chicken. Oh, you know, <laughs> That happens to me all the time. Yep. Those animal noises, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's a very odd thing. But like I hear the chicken or something. I'm like, oh, they, they ripped yeah. that from UO. Like those cheap bastards. The gorilla sound I hear <laughs> yeah. in black and white movies all the time. Yeah. I know. It's, it's wild. Um, okay. So let's let's jump a little bit. Um, when well, did you – oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry to uh, to jump in, but um, yeah, what I role played as was always whatever I happened to be. So when I was that swordsman, I was full blast. If I ran into someone in the woods, I would say hello. My name is uh, well, I was a different character name, but right. I'll just Carl for now. Hello, I'm Carl. I'm here defending these forests with my blade. And if I ran upon on a lumberjack or something, I would say hello. Would you need any assistance with the rat men or perhaps? The lizards roaming these parts. Right. I was really young. My RP was bad, but <laughs> sure. That wasn't very. It was me in my own mind a lot, where I would RP stuff that no one would really understand, and just be like, "What? Hello? Uh, I yeah, don't know right." Why. I was young, so I was just like, "But you know." But you were that, virtuous. I, you know, I wasn't. I really. I never was drawn to being i always wanted to have some kind of counterbalance where i wasn't 
Okay. Straight good guy. I wasn't like a bad guy. It's just, I think, I don't know, but that character back then was a little different, but you know, anything I, I was, I would just invest full blast into it. No matter what role I was taking on. Right. If I was someone weak, I'd be falling down crying every five seconds. If I was supposed to be someone strong, well, I'd probably still be falling down crying. <laughs> yeah. But I would do it and act like I didn't want to. Right. That sort of thing. <laughs> um, okay. No, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So was there any time and you know, you can elaborate, but was there any time where you wanted to quit the game, whether it was you got PK'd or something didn't work out in your favor. Did that ever occur? I never got angry at what players did. I always loved what the players did. It didn't matter how horrible it was. I didn't, if I lost everything, if someone broke into my house and brought right. me blind, I would just be respect. I wish I could do that. Oh, wow. Awesome. Okay. That never got me mad, but I did quit the game. Um, the trammel split was you know when that happened at first i said okay i can deal with this it's not so bad it's right. too little. It's more housing space <laughs> but you know the crack in the glass was there and yeah as months after the the trammel feluca split i just it just wasn't the same i mean like i said everything i was talking about before about mining in a dangerous area that's all gone because right there's no risk in feluca you can't get killed in feluca no one would ever mine in I mean, trammel. I'm mining yeah. trammel. Hey, edit that out so I don't look like... No, I'm just kidding. You have to edit that. <laughs> I was mining anywhere but trammel. I was mining in trammel. No one would ever mine in Feluca. There's no reason. Right, uh, yeah. So that game was gone. And it just became... that. Also, around the, the trammel-Feluca split, there was a lot of money being bought and sold. And... You know, on eBay, like gold for for a dollar. What was it like a dollar a million at first, and then it just blew up. But when that was going on, I, I admit I I bought the money too. Sure. I bought the yeah. gold. I bought tons of gold on eBay, and it seemed great at first. It was like, oh wow, I can do anything I want now. Right. But it also kind of, in the long run, it it it. It took the soul out of the game. It took meaning out of gold. It took meaning out of everything. Well, the me. economy so, was broken. Yeah, for sure. It ruined. I ruined my own fun by participating. I didn't have to do that, but I couldn't. I couldn't resist the temptation of being a millionaire. You know. Right. Oh no, for sure. And, and you weren't alone, or else that wouldn't exist, right? I mean, um, and it was just. It just sucked the soul out of it for me. See, I stopped. Um, I think Age of Shadows was the next patch after. Or really close, I think after that, because that's when I stopped in Age of Shadows because that was when they introduced like the item attributes and they re. It was basically like Diablo is what they did to the items. Like they just re and I was like, I already played Diablo. I don't want UO to be Diablo. I just want UO the way it is, right? And after they did Age of Shadows, yeah, I, I quit after that myself. I didn't. Uh, I just. I just couldn't do it. So. I want to um, fast forward um, to where you landed um, on hybrid, if I read correctly, right? Was your right. next? So how how did you even how did you even hear about free shards? Period. Like how did that even come up? Oh, 
you know, I don't really remember. I think I was just itching for a UO at yeah. some point. <laughs> it never leaves you. <laughs> I, mean, I, I really did take a break, though. I mean, mm -hmm. it's crazy how I can look back at my life and be like, oh, like I can define it by Ultima Online. Because right. I can, this is when I was playing and this is when I wasn't. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I just was itching for it. And it's, I think, 2010 or so. My time gets really bad at this point. I don't. I really don't remember. But at some point, I just started looking into it, and I was like, "Whoa, private shards! Private shards! So you can make your own server." And right. at first, I make my own server without knowing what the hell went into it. I was just just for fun. Uh, because, are you a fan of I'm a newbie by any chance? I, I remember loading that web page, and and there were so many images. It was like, oh, I'll come back in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, but yeah i'm a huge fan and because of i'm a newbie i was and and to anyone who's you know who enjoys my misadventures and especially those of you who saw me from the early days you know for sure my my i'm like a mix of i'm a newbie and <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe one of the baggins and the and a smack in the mouth. I don't know. I'm some kind of weird eclectic mix involving I'm a newbie, but I'm a newbie is clearly influential to me. Sure. And yeah. When, when I first started streaming, I kind of was like, you know what? I'm not going to stream PVE or anything like that. I'm just going to do a stream as if, what if I'm a newbie was a show? And what if that was, what if I'm a newbie streamed? So that's what it was in the beginning. Oh, okay. Um, but that's kind of jumping ahead. But, uh, I was a huge fan of I'm a newbie. And because of that, I always used to look into stuff like, oh, how did he do that? How mm. was he able to set all this up? And so I, did, I realized, I think from his FAQs, that he was setting up his own server. Right. And so I looked into that and I was like, oh, I could set up my own little world and just do whatever I want. And that's when I realized, like, wait, if I could set up my own server, surely other people are <laughs> yeah and then i just looked it up and i said uh I, I saw one of those charts that lists like what's the highest populated uo gateway please tell me that's what you're on i'm sure yeah and then i, I found hybrid and yeah uh, found a bunch of other cool ones too but uh, i liked how hybrid had that little arena because before i i played hybrid uh, i actually returned to ea uo in like 2008 okay. and in 2008 i really wanted to do something crazy for the community i wanted to this is when i i fully became carl delinden i was okay. a character now but this is a long time ago but i was just rping and uh not streaming but i really wanted to do something special in an rp sense for the community and i'm still on that path now i would love to do like a i'm, I'm planning on doing a uh a halloween themed uh story or poetry event coming up but back then i wanted to do something huge and this is before they had dual pits so right using that eBay money that ebay gold <laughs> huge castle just 18 by 18 and just made it the craziest fighting arena i could possibly build yeah and i would put a, i would make friends with the top pvp players and say hey you want to settle your grudges one-on-one -on -one, get some prize money going and we would hold these pretty big events, drew a lot of people. And well, that's cool. 
unfortunately, I, I didn't stream, but you know, I, I didn't have computer power to video capture, but I had, I still have some screen caps. Um, and they were really big events. We drew a lot of people and became notorious on the server. Like the battle arena is going to have, you know, this guy versus that Joe yeah. versus uh, Edmund Dante's or whoever the fuck it was. And we really, uh, me and, and my little team would work pretty hard on putting together. We would promote it like it was a UFC event. <laughs> yeah, sure. Start rumors and be like, hey, you know, uh, this guy was saying this about you. And because they were both being a conflicting guilds and it got pretty epic. But when I got to hybrid, I loved their dual pit system. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted to do because they yeah. had rules that prevent cheating. And I was like, wow, that's great. So I'm going to stick here. And beyond that, it was just, it was a pretty good world. Um, well, and just- in hybrid back then, in that year, they were at their peak. I mean, everyone played like hybrid population wise. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, it was very popular. So, okay. And, and again, we're doing a lot of fast forwarding here, but walk me through leaving hybrid and then finding your, your current shard. Yeah. Whoa. So this is a, this, I, you know, mustache, I feel like we're on an amazing journey time <laughs> itself. Yeah. This is amazing. time really is. It, it's a window and we're looking through it in our minds all the time. But you know, in about twenty, I guess fifteen, my my love of Ultima Online has never died, whether I was playing or not. And I guess in twenty fifteen, I said, you know what, I'm done with hybrid. It, there's too many bots. Yeah. What else is out there? And I kept hearing, oh my god, there's a new one starting. You got to get a load of this. It's called UOF UO Forever. Everyone's talking. You better right. check it out. I'm always hesitant. I'm always like. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't like the new thing. I hate being an early adopter. I never early adopt. I don't get new technology right when it comes out because I know that, you know, often early adopters have lots of problems. Issues, yeah, sure. Or people regret investing early in something. So I'm really hesitant to do that. I'm always jumping on bandwagons late. But I was very intrigued by UOF. And upon logging in, I just felt like, okay, this is this is right because I'm not seeing a bunch of robots, <laughs> yeah, just dead gameplay, you know, where there are there might be people, but it's like it's just dead. Where right, you yeah, could run up them and they don't care. There's nobody really playing, and you go rob people and they don't really think about yeah. it. Um, you, you Ultima Online Forever in 2015, when I logged in, I was like, okay, it's alive. I feel I'm on Ultima and it's alive again. People are at the bank and when you talk to them, they respond. Right. Just little things like that were like, okay, this is this is it. Like this is this is the real deal. So and was I, that the launch year for UOF? It wasn't at launch. I, I didn't jump in at launch. I okay. waited a little bit. Um, but I pretty early got not I, I i'm bad at time in the 2010s i i really i don't remember the timeline is 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 hazy for me no that's fine yeah mustache there the, there's something really amazing that i felt in my bones when i logged into uof because okay 
there was just there, there was just the feeling and there was just the freedom and I, I i felt something special and i would like to tell you about that if i could in my own way yeah let's do it when i when i first logged into ultima well it felt like this the fifth innocent dead that means i'm turning red and if I die, I hope that my own guild will take my head. Nostalgic shard of glory, the way that I prefer. With the virtue and the valor in you, oh, forever. They chased me through the forest, and the further that we got. Behind, I gained an ogre train. It was raining bolts and pots. Alki died, the archer tried to duel. The fool was slain, the bard he played. Party ran, but Calvas flam his body set ablaze. He tried to recall, but couldn't at all. Was he seventh or eighth? So I traveled west of Vesper, and I wiped out Minoc mines to the danger and the freedom of Ultima Online. danced and stabbed me but when i tried to respond a thief appeared suddenly so near my pearl and root were gone i was poisoned burned and taunted as they laughed i met my death and as a ghost ran through the forest to a shrine to resurrect the fifth innocent dead that means i'm turning red and if i die i hope that my own guild will take my head nostalgic shard of glory the way that I prefer, with the virtue and the valor in you, oh, forever. A sandbox self-sustaining, a crafting war in arts. You'll find out why Cesarius forever in our hearts. Keep your dull and droning tales, your mindless quest adventure fails. I'll join the battle, set my sails, and you, oh, forever. Hey! Wow. That, uh, you deliver that in only the way that Carl can. And that is just awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, and that's though that's my feeling on on what happened when I transitioned to Ultima Online Forever. It was a it was all those things and more. I loved it. Okay, so we're you said 2015. So you're five years in, right? To UO Forever. No, what it launched in 2010. Oh, oh, it did launch. I, I don't honestly don't. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, to be honest. Sorry, I. I don't know either. Okay, we won't hold you to it, but you've you've been on UO forever. I I just got it from a reliable, reliable source. Got it. Okay. Very reliable source. Someone who definitely know for sure. It was 2013. Wow. So, so you're about two years in, yeah. Okay, you're about two. Okay, got it. All right. So now, when when you're on UO forever, what what are you? What is your goal? Are you going strictly the typical RP route, or what is your what is your goal? I have no choice in the matter mustache and no matter what I play, whether it's Skyrim or anything I play, I, I find myself just living there and right. I don't look at quests or goals. And when I joined Ultima online forever, I just remember being in Britain bank and saying, here we are world. Let's talk. And I just talked to people at the bank 
Yeah. And you know, I guess I guess we're gonna we're gonna glide into my character sheet now, if you'd like. What it is. Yeah, let's turn the page, man. Let's do it. Yeah, that's that's turn the proverbial page of the red blessed book in our backpacks. Um and I right now my stats are one hundred uh hiding, a hundred stealing, a hundred stealthing, a uh, hundred snoop, and okay. one fifteen mining, and oh, I think I have some swords and some tactics just to keep myself safe, just in case. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, what? I've never heard of <laughs> What are you doing? What is the, what, why, why, Carl, why? Well, it happened because I spent a lot of time digging rocks in UOF because, you know, I, I, I loved the economy. I wanted to participate. I wanted, I wanted to have a life for myself. So yeah. I wanted to put in the, so I took up the profession of mining and, you know, it might sound crazy, but some of my best times were just digging rocks. Yeah, sure. And it was just being down there in those dark caves with other people who were also doing the same thing and just talking to them and getting PK'd sometimes and running scared with another miner, like, run, help, run into the dark hole, like scared hamsters. Yeah. From a and we would just hide and talk to each other, like, oh, that was so scary. We made it. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those are my best memories. And I spent a lot of time, I mean, 115 mining. <laughs> Even on UOF, yeah, that's a long. That's a lot of digging. That's a lot of clicking a shovel and clicking the floor. Well, that's... I'll I'll give you this. Um, this is what I feel about mining. To me, and I'll attribute this to real life. People are like, oh, you know, when you paint, either you really like it, it's kind of therapeutic, or you hate it. And I view mining in the same sense, where I don't like to paint, I don't like to mine either. <laughs> I find it a very much a chore, right? Um, but that seems normal to me. Yeah, I mean, many people though. Why I say that? Many people love mining. Like they exclusively, I I think, will play the game just to mine. I was one of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. So okay. So you're a a miner thief, right? (laughs) Right. I'll, I'll lay it out exactly how it happened. So. I spent a long time mining and working hard down there. And as I said, you would have the occasional dissident down there. And there was one particular type of dissident that I would notice. And that was the the scraggly little 'er ne'er-do-well who would (laughs) appear out of nowhere, steal my ingots, and run. And there was nothing I could do because I didn't have it in me to chase him down and fight. I didn't, you know, you can't use a horse when you're a miner. Yeah. I was just like, okay, well, I guess that happened. And I was just amused. Like I said, I would never be mad at dissidents. I would never be so angry that I'd say, I'm quitting this damn game. I can't believe I lost everything. Because yeah. that's, that's at the core of Ultima Mind is losing everything. To me, I mean, if everything is blessed or insured, it takes away a lot of the spirit of it. So loss is a huge part of it. And when I would have those losses and someone would rob me, I would just be impressed. I'd be like, wow. Especially if someone robbed me, right. was confronted by people trying to stop them, like a hero would show up and say, stop, give back those ingots. And they yeah. the way anyway. 
using stealthing or some kind of bizarre tactic, I would just be so impressed that I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. Step A to that plan was avoiding getting robbed. And that's where the hiding came in. So next time the, this, the, the thief would run into Minoc mines, for example, I would just hide. Right. And said, All right. Well, I can hide, but maybe they bring their friends and PK me. Just cast reveal. So next step was, all right, I can hide. Now I'm going to learn how to stealth. So I learned how to, when the PKs or the, the thieves would arrive, I would hide and stealth away. And I got really good at learning how to stealth far enough in a direction they don't expect. where They can't reveal you. Yeah. yeah. You walk left, they cast reveal. You stop, you walk right, they cast reveal. You go If you go in the right pattern, you can throw them off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Off, you know? where they're not expecting you to go set up a pattern and then contradict it so i got really good at that and then i just realized you know what i'm so good at this and i'm working so hard to mine why don't i just steal right (laughs) (laughs) can't beat him join him pretty much yeah lo and behold next week i was robbing everyone blind nice everything i was i i mean i made more i made a lot more from stealing than mining believe it or not it was a lot i mean in one grab you get like i think 50 ingots oh wow okay my first burst like my first week was a cleanup i went wild and if i got (laughs) killed i mean it was nothing you'd lose you know a haul of one theft that's nothing compared to 10 successful ones through the day. I mean, I'd be so far ahead that the losses were nothing. Well, yeah. And as a thief, you're starting at a zero baseline. You, there's nothing to lose. Right. I mean, that's how I, and, and it's funny because I play a thief. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll stream, you know, me being a thief and, you know, I'm sure people at times are like, dude, why are you stealing band-aids? I'm like, cause I'm a thief. I'm taking, you know, and this is where I get a little bit into the role play scenario, but I'm like, I'm taking everything. I'm taking band-aids. I'm taking your regs. You know, it's not just about the big score to me, at least. Um, but I've never stolen ingots, though. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new one for me. <laughs> uh, well, it's a little tricky. That's where hiding and stealthing comes in. You can just appear, steal, and, and hide again. And poof, but, yeah. yeah uh, you know, there is a lot to stealing in Ultima Online. You know, as you said, one of the biggest things is you can use stealing in PvP. You can steal if you're in a battle and you steal someone's uh, black pearl. Yeah, I mean they are well crippled. I mean they can't <laughs> do much back offensively. Yeah. That's why a lot of people get you know um, bag exploding bags and multiple piles of um, reagents. So there's, and there's a lot to it. Like you said, I mean, if you really want to be a thief, you shouldn't have to pay for anything. The world is your oyster. The world is yours. So why in the world would mustache pay for a bolt of cloth, like a sucker right? and and take it from your pocket? Well, and I think too, and I don't know how you have forever works, but like when I'm a thief, there is a certain, I'll, I'll just say psychosis perhaps, but I can stealth a whole dungeon. It would maybe take me 45 minutes, right, to get to where I need to be to snoop someone and steal something. And most people, right, don't have the patience to do all that stealthing to go ahead and steal something, right, for that amount of time. Because, I mean, I'm sure you remember, but you're in a dungeon, you go to stealth, 
you have to, you only go so many steps, right? I mean, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I love it, man. And like I said, even just to steal someone's, you know, band aids, it's just it's it's so savage and ridiculous that most time people get super frustrated too because <laughs> they don't expect it the right way, and they're left without a way to heal. That yeah. Could be bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I do it to bards too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, take away their instrument. Yep. Um, but okay. I mean, if if you uh, if you go deep into a cave on a forty-five minute uh, stealing mission, you, and you get a big score like uh, a champion drop or, or some kind of amazing right. artifact, that's you know that's a whole nother ball game of stealing, a whole nother thrill. I'm not great at that. I've attempted it. I've never had a grand steal, yeah, uh, or an or power scroll or something like that. But um, I've tried, and it's a thrill. It's great. I love. Oh it. yeah, it's not only stealing it, but then getting away. You know, because oh, yeah. clearly, whoever you steal from, they're coming after you. They're not going to let that just go without. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay. Um. I'm going to jump a little bit here. So just hang on. So, when you're thinking about you know your thief and your miner. Is that the only kind of character that you've played on UO Forever? On um, UO Forever, well, I hesitate to reveal this, but I have gone under a veiled <laughs> identity and patrolled the streets. Wow, yeah, interesting. Yeah. What, have, what have you seen on the streets? When I'm not myself, I see wonderful and whimsical people. When I'm myself, un, undisguised, I see fearful people and sometimes very enthusiastic people. But when I'm disguised, I see very happy villagers and right. I I see lately a lot of galloping through the streets of war. So I, there's there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, yeah, there's a lot of conflict, so it's there's a lot beyond me, but uh, you know when it when it comes to my alternate attempts at uh, you know having different skill sets. Yeah, let's just say there might be some people who are listening to this right now who might have had a little bit of an encounter with a certain identity of a certain person that I might not want to reveal right now. Awesome. Okay. Can you, uh, let me ask you this. You can choose whether to answer or not. Is there any clues that you can give or a clue that wouldn't give it away? Obviously. Yeah. Well, Oh, I'll just say this. There's a wonderful color out there, and it's not red. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm on the edge, man. Like that. That's okay. That's good. All right. So y'all, whoever's listening, you have heard it here first that there is an alternate character out there. So I, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Are you nervous at all that someone is gonna um, find you out? I. Yes, that's why, you know, we're, we're recording now and <laughs> yeah. 
I'm thinking like, yikes, did I give away too much? Because I wager there might be someone when they hear this will figure it out right away. Like I have no idea. That seems really vague to me. I'm like, there's there's a lot of other colors other than it red. Seems vague, but the the uh, the cleverness of people of the citizens of Sosaria should never be <laughs> underestimated. Mustache. And I never underestimate the internet either. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and the citizens of Sosaria. <laughs> you combine them both, and you get pure magic, mustache. <laughs> okay. Um, so now I'm going to ask you maybe perhaps a a, uh, a deeper question, but when you log into you know UO right now you're on UO forever when you log in, walk me through like what do you, what do you kind of feel and when you play you know your character what's kind of going through your mind? Like take us on a little journey maybe. One word mustache. Oh. <sighs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll expand upon that. When I, when I visit my home dimension, as I call it, I am just, I'm usually just so honored by the support and my fellow travelers that will find me and, and adventure with me and the quests we go on. And right. I'm just really thankful for the community and, uh, I I am so impressed with the home I'm living in right now, which was uh, set up by a wonderful young lady named Krista, who is just very, she, she's amazing. She's very clever in her own right and is very good with uh, many of the, the wonderful ways of Ultima Online that I am not. Right. And she, along with a fellow named Uncle Recognize, I don't know okay. if you know of him. No. Uh, put together one of the most amazing houses I've ever seen. And it's where I live now. And it's it's such an honor that they they did that and put it together. And it's astonishing when I see it. So a lot of the time, I'll just be walking around my own house like, wow, this is mine. Right. I mean, it's it's just like well and you, you touched a subject that you'll probably laugh at but like many times uh you know when i stream i'll get someone to chat like dude your your bank's a mess and i'm like yep <laughs> i live a complete barbarian lifestyle where i have zero decoration skills right and i just have some chests and i may organize it with a little you know with a bag and like a weapon underneath so i know um but it, it's total chaos and that's how I've always been in UO and I love it. I don't know. And even with housing, like I, I only have, a, I have a small house luckily because I couldn't even attempt to decorate. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's really bad. Well, I wonder if your desk in the earth realm is as cluttered with magical pipes, skittle wrappers and sunglasses as mine is considering that because, you know, true to form, I, when I have a home in UO, it turns into a cluttered mess. <laughs> yeah. I might throw chests all over the ground and there might be severed heads rolling around on the ground. I don't even know where they came from. Right. And there's just reagents stacked up on the floor and no particular order and I have a home that I gave away recently because I got that new amazing palace. So I, I gave away my, my old shithole. <laughs> yeah. uh, I gave it to a fellow named Dragon Stary, who's luckily taking 
great care of it. But it's funny because I get to go back and visit it every so often and just marvel at how horrible it looked. I tried to, I love the customization. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, back in 2008, I had a blast making the battle arena. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make a great house. I'm going to spend a lot of time. And I just, you know, I don't know. I just didn't have it in me. I never got around to doing anything good with it. It just looks like it's horrible. It's just a two story block. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's trunks inside. Some of them are sticking through the walls. It makes no sense. But Dragon Starry, thank you so much if you're listening for uh, taking care of the old place for me. It's it's near the U Moon Gate, and I love stopping by and checking it out every so often. But the place I'm in now is just it's unbelievable. I could never have decorated or done anything like what's there. I mean, there's a custom designed piano and a rug that floats around and a oh, wow. downstairs snakes and ladders and it's just it's insane and i also want to give a quick shout out to, there's a guy named silvio do you know silvio no who's silvio he's uh he his name is silvio uh his last name is slipping me it's silvia something something but his, his uo name was silvio okay and he ran the house of the rising sun casino on uof mm. and he, he he along with uncle recognize and while i i'm on a podcast and I have a chance to put other people over. I just wanted to point out how great some of these people are. And, you know, Silvio, really what he accomplished with macros and what he set up in his casino is something that I don't think will ever be duplicated. He is a, he is the, him and Uncle Rec actually are the, some of the biggest UO geniuses I've ever seen. Right. I mean, he set up a, a racing table where statues would race based on randomized cup. You know, the, the cup. Oh, wow. Generate the race. Yeah. You know, a roulette wheel, uh, customized slot machines, like where actual pieces of fruit would fall on the ground and determine the winner. It was just insane. And he was. Is he, I, I, if he's still doing it now, I would love to get in touch with him. And you should interview him too. I mean, he, I've tried to interview myself. He says his English isn't very good. He's Italian, I think, but oh, okay. He is a genius. And what he has accomplished with macros is just really mind boggling. And I, I, I want to, one of these days, I'm going to be uh, streaming and I'll, I'll show you what it's all about. And I'll, oh, I'll yeah. I, would, I am a huge casino person. Love it what he has accomplished and what he has in his mind about how to figure out how to macro and UL is just unreal. And uncle recognized the guy who set up the house that I live in now. He, uh, yeah. he has a maze event. It's called, uh, it's like, a. Yeah, it's, it's called, uh, it, it's like the monsters and hedge. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's a maze event where you walk in and there are floating uh platforms wow. and different you know portals that take you to all different places it's insane I, i'm honestly astonished at what he's pulled off so i really just want to give a shout out and put these people over yeah uncle Rex, sure. thank you so much for making that house for me it, it still blows my mind i could no. never and you know i think too and we're gonna start winding down to the end of this but you know, my whole goal with, with this podcast and talking to people from all UO realms, I'll just say that, right, is the chance to unify us all, where no matter what 
Sharg, you're playing whether you're playing OSI still, where you're playing UO Forever, where, wherever you're playing, there is such a camaraderie that I think sometimes is missed, right? Because UO is so special to anyone that's playing a free shard in my mind. It's special, right? Like we know that. Just I, I think would you agree with that? I agree. And UO is in a beautiful place with the new project from from ea right yeah well from broad broadsword right that's the division i think underneath it yes um yes it's in a beautiful place right now and you're absolutely right uniting people and it really is special whether you're playing on uh is hybrid still functioning is that still a thing i i interviewed yeah two guys uh from hybrid um they had two separate episodes because hybrid it was a huge part of my life like just just you know, it, I played it for so long and, you know, I, I had to just talk to them and yeah, they're still doing, I think right now what we're seeing with free shards is we are seeing a level of customization that I would have never imagined in, in, in like 20 years. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, Outlands is crazy with the customization and I'm a huge fan of Outlands and what they've accomplished. And uh I mean you always you owe. You're right. really can't go wrong. And I I love the camaraderie. Ultima Online truly is the secret handshake for me. Uh I recently did a dating stream and I'm hesitant to do stuff like that, but I talked to the guy running the show and he yeah. talked to me in private and, and we were like, he was like he was like, oh, you played UO? Yeah, I played beta. Boom, wow. right there. Handshake. Bam, I'm in the show. I'll do whatever you want. And yeah, I'm yours. <laughs> if I meet yeah. someone in real life, like if I'm walking down the street and a homeless person said, well, maybe I shouldn't use that. That's cruel because I help the homeless no matter what. But let's say someone says, oh, my car broke down. I might think about it. I might look at them and go, eh, maybe. Right. They walk up to me and say, <laughs> My car broke down and I played the beta for Ultima Online in 1998. <laughs> I'm like, okay, get the hell out of the way. I'm going to flip this car if I have to. Right. We yeah. We are one. We are all one. No, for sure. So, okay. And, and, you know, this is, you know, a question that I always like to ask people. What do you think the future holds for UO? Mm, you know? I can only tell you what my future is. Okay. Uh, I for the I, I can never predict what's going on for UO. As far as I know, I'm still I'm still trying to play the 3D client. But <laughs> you know, uh, as the future of UO, I would say I would love to in 2020 and maybe even 2021. I would love to put on some really fun rp events i'm looking to plan one for late october something halloween scary story competition put some put some decent prize money on the line yeah and i would love to engage people even those who have never played ultima online you know a poetry event or something is something someone can just log in for the first time and participate in and right I'm really looking to uh, to step up my uh, my schedule on putting together community events that people can really RP with because a lot of events yeah. are just about 
hunt it down and get the kill. And that's great. I love those too. And I'll even go RP in the middle of a PVP tornado. It's one of the best situations. But <laughs> you know, I love begging for mercy in the PVP tornado mustache. There's nothing better, you know, being just doing the old beg off. But no, seriously, uh, I would really like to do some some really fun RP events soon. And that's my future in UO. I wanna I wanna um, I wanna get more involved in those type of things and so this is an open invite to anyone out there listening seek out forest of wires on twitch or just look up the name carl delinden and if you find me uh i would say seek out my ultima online content because coming soon i would really like to do something special in that vein and continue um because i like i said back in 2008 i have a long history of doing player run events yeah last year and in 2018 i did some cool ones i need to come back baby I need to get back in the game, mustache. Well, let me tell you something. Because I already told you at the beginning, I am 0.0% like not only creative, but my RP skills are done. But I'm going to tell you about my Saturday night, last night, what happened. And this is only something that Ultima Online can even achieve or come close. So um, I was on my PvP or which... Uh, he has uh, fencing and he's a poisoner, right? And there were these guys that were outside my house and we kind of started fighting a little bit back and forth and they kept killing me and my buddy and I was getting so frustrated and I am a huge fan of the orcs, by the way. Okay, so on Outlands, there's a huge orc community and they only speak in orcish, by the way, which I've been learning because, you know, <laughs> if you don't speak it, it's very hard to understand them. Sometimes, so. Yes. So what I did is I, I, I went to the orc fort. I came in. I started talking to one of the orcs and I offered, I said, hey, if I bring back some shinies, can I put a bounty on someone? And of course, the orc said, yes, but where are the shinies? I said, just just hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. And, and of course, I'm streaming this. So I go back to my house. I get a bag. I get about 5,000 gold, I get uh, gems, which, by the way, orcs really like diamonds, just FYI. Um, I get diamonds in there. I get some uh, weapons. So I come back to the orc fort, and literally, as I come to the orc fort, the people that were uh, hassling me, they were hidden. In the, and the orcs didn't even know this. They were hidden in there. They popped out, revealed, and just killed me in the middle of the orc fort in a very crazy turn of events they took my tribute and then they turned it on me <laughs> and then the orcs in turn were now had a bounty for me and my friends um and it you know it was just in a in long story short it was just an epic night of battling orcs and something like that seems so and i know you're probably nodding your head going along with this that no other game i have ever played in my life that you can do something like that with live people right hundred percent and there when it first came out there was nothing like it there is still nothing like it and yeah i am i am very disappointed to say i don't think there will ever be anything like it ever again no there's no level of interactivity with real people that offers this style of like to your point if you want to rp like there's people you know on outlands that are literally just a pirate <laughs> that's what they rp as like and i've just 
it, it's amazing that UO offers that style where you don't have to be, yeah, seven times GM or whatever. You can still contribute to the world without ever having to kill someone or whatever, right? Um, it's just just wild. So, and I want to. I got like two, three more questions. So, do you have time, Carl? First of all, I want to make sure. You know, mustache. I <laughs> have goblins to kick. I've got songs to sing. I've got mermaids to dance. I've got things to do. So you'd better make it hasty. I absolutely carry on. I'm having a blast. This is a great show. I'm honored to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, oh please, yeah. At your leisure, take your time. I am here. Listen, I'm the 15 hour man. I'll be screaming <laughs> until the cows come home. We got no problems about time here. Plus, I can use time magic if I really want to. I can just slow things down and catch dinner later. It's really no problem, my friend. Excellent. Okay, so, and this is a question that um, it may not just apply to you. You can apply to UO forever, or you can maybe apply it to UO as a whole. It's up to you. Um, but if, you know, someone came to you with a blank check and they said, here you go, Carl, spend it to make, you know, let's say UO or UO forever better. What would that look like through your eyes? You know, I've actually thought about something like this. And I, I want to say this, too, um, because I don't think I've had a chance. And while I do have a chance, I'd like to say this. Um I want to say thank you um, to a fellow named Shanicus, who does an incredible job with UOF, who has been an awesome friend of mine. Um, almost uh, back when I first published that song. Um, yeah. He, he's a really cool guy. And I sometimes wonder if I pitched Shane on this, if I could do something where there is an in-game event based on cinematic cutscenes that unlock on YouTube based on what happens in the game kind of thing, you know, like wow. a choose your own adventure cutscene with alternate scenes. And depending on what the players do or figure out and how fast they can do it, different ones will premiere or show somehow. I I wager that if I if I put this project and pitch together i i think i could get shane to do it with me i don't know wow. call me crazy i bet i could get him to do it but uh yeah that would be really cool i don't think i'd need a blank check i think i just need uh the time right now because of the way um my questiony is going right now i'm fully engulfed in an interdimensional struggle with goblins and my old friend Stony has evolved into a monster that bit my arm. Uh, last night, I was attacked by a monster on, on a dating show, and it oh, wow. smashed my arm into red mist and chunky salsa. So I'm not sure if I have the resources right now sure. to approach something like this, but I would love to. And maybe in 2021, this is something I would really seriously look at. Other than that, if I had my own server, it I, I would never want to tackle the balancing side or anything like that. But creatively, I would love to create quests where there are hidden items in Britain graveyard or certain enemies you have to kill and get some, yeah. you know, artifacts. Like, you know, I, I've brainstormed about stuff like that while adventuring on my own. Like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I found a secret switch right led to a quest here? Um, so I could probably come up with something like that, but you know, like I said, I'm so engulfed in this. Um, no, that's a also, really cool I'm, answer. Go yeah, ahead. I'm, I'm 
sorry to filibuster. I, can I take this off road real quick? Yeah. Uh, I, while I'm shouting people out that I want to be thankful to in my Ultima Online adventure, there's something that I, I think I left out when talking about my history. Sure. I brought up I'm a newbie, but there's another person. You know, when I was talking about what my channel is like a mashup of this person and that person, um, I, I, what I meant to say was I'm like a mashup of I'm a newbie and Spoonie or something like that. Are you are you familiar with the Spoonie? Yeah, that name, that really sounds familiar. Right. So Spoonie is an amazing YouTuber who's controversial. So some people listening to this right now are like, Spoonie, fuck that guy. Oh, I hate him. He did he. He sent a controversial tweet and his politics are, whoa, personally, I don't really care. I am a huge fan of his YouTube show. Okay. And he did an amazing Ultima retrospective. He started from a Calabeth. He did every single game up until nine. And he, throughout it, he did skits as if he was in the world of Ultima. Sound wow. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> He, throughout it, he's also telling these childhood stories about how much these games meant to him, how he learned to read from Ultima 4, and he bonded with his brother in such a deep way, and wow. how much of a betrayal uh, the ninth game was to him. And that retrospective really had a big impact on me, not only in my Ultima fandom, but as a content creator. And he even got to create an episode with Richard Garriott himself. And that's wow. an incredible episode. And just his story is really amazing. Um, right now, he's he's not really doing stuff. He's streaming here and there. But I'm a lifelong, huge Spoonie fan. Very, I'm, a lo I'm loyal to a fault. So I really don't care yeah. what he does in his personal time or who he's breaking up with or who he's dating or what happened. I don't care. I'm just a huge fan. Also, I want to say Richard Garriott himself. I've had some indirect uh, communication with him. Wow. I put out an album uh, called Serpent's Holds almost 10 years ago. Okay. And it, you know, he was so receptive. I posted it on Twitter kind of randomly and he found it and was like, and he tweeted like, wow, this is great. And that blew my mind. How oh, yeah. Down to earth and how receptive he still is to fans. It's honestly it's so inspiring to see someone who is such a, like a God King of not only gaming, but technology. I mean, his right. story is a really beautiful one. And uh, the fact that he's so down to earth really stuck with me and inspires me. I wish I could be as cool as him, but not all of us can live in a castle in Texas and go to the moon mustache. You're pretty close. Cause you're in Texas. So you're happy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> have, you, have you ever by any chance, this might sound crazier. I know Texas is way too big for this to happen, but you haven't come across Lord Richard Garriott down there, have you? No, have but you? I, I definitely, as a personal quest, I would definitely like to tour his, because uh, he has like a studio, right? He's making Shroud of the Avatar, right? Um, and I'm pretty, I don't know if, I mean, obviously in today's age, it may not be possible, but I'm pretty sure, I think it's Porlarium is the name of the company that's producing Shroud. Um I would love to have like a, just a tour of, you know, their game studio or whatever that is. Like, I'm sure it's just, it's gotta be outrageous. Um, yeah. There's a, there's an episode of not MTV cribs, but it's basically a knockoff and they go to his house and it's kind of old by now, but Oh my goodness. Have you seen this? No, I actually, I would love to see that. He has his house is like a real UO house. He's got secret passages galore. He's got secret rooms, secret <laughs> passages, 
secret stairways. It's it's mind blowing. You need to check that out. This goes to everyone listening. Mandatory. Um, and and the fact too that he legally took Lord British's name. Like that is him. Like that's not just a persona. <laughs> that's just cool. It, it's it's awesome. So okay, and this is a really fun question for you, and I'm I'm very interested to see how you're going to respond to this. So I want you to name. And, and, you know, just, just walk us through a, a story. Is there ever been a time where you have seen someone, and I'm sure you have, that you have seen someone either, like, get epic revenge on someone or perhaps, like, troll them in only a way that can happen in, in, in UO? Uh, I do have an interesting story. It's not me, but I know some. That's fine. I swear, I'm not just saying that. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, real quick, I just I hate to keep derailing things, but when while we're talking about Shroud of the Avatar, real quick, yes. I want to say Shroud is an amazing game, has an amazing community. I have so much respect for everyone involved, and there are some great players there who have lured me in um and there's an amazing player there named the graceful bard and she has done an amazing stones cover uh really hello, uh, yeah oh she's amazing she and wears the elf ears, ears right yeah yeah yes okay i have i've seen her a few times okay go ahead yeah sorry yeah, she's an amazing shroud player who does great really entertaining streams uh so I would highly recommend checking her out for all my shroud heads out there. Um, there was a time where there's someone who I know <laughs> rather closely. Okay. Won't, won't name names. <laughs> but I'll just say this. Okay. Um. Uh, He's a certain proprietor of a certain establishment that has all that you need. Okay. Anyway, long time ago, we were heavily engaged in role playing. I believe this was 2008. Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. My channel was just raided by an amazing person named Tree of Logic, who I have to give a shout out to as well. Sure. Hey, you can edit this out of the podcast, but if not, you can leave it in by all means. Oh no, it's staying in, man. Go ahead. She's a little bit political in the Earth realm, but yeah, never know what you're gonna get. But anyway, there. I'm gonna just follow through with this story. So there was something crazy that happened in 2008 or so. Actually, it might have been a little earlier. My Again, my timeline in the 2000s is really bad. I often will misstate dates that are completely way, way off. Like, I think I've already said UOF launched in 2015. <laughs> yeah. I was instantly proven wrong. It's 2013. So as you can see, my, my dates are very bad. Um, um, so at some point in the 2000s, this certain individual was RPing heavily in a romantic way with a rather uh, well-off young lady, or at least we assume she was a young lady. Um, she was heavily involved in the market um, of mercantile. She was okay. heavily invested in all the trade industries. She made a lot of money from, you know, tailoring, I guess was the biggest one. Um, but there was a lot of money in mercantile back then, and she was making a lot. She was very rich. Right. And this certain 
person uh, was RPing with her heavily, romantically. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I like you so much. Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, wow, I like you so much. You know, basically putting on a relationship. And I'm not going to lie. I got dragged into it, too. I had to, I had to sort of <laughs> take over the... I, I, look, I, I did some things I'm not extremely proud of to help, <laughs> this, help this get pulled off. But yeah. at some point with, like, weeks of clawing and digging this certain individual that i'm talking about managed to convince her to give him access to her house uh -oh. full black i think basically the pitch was they were setting up the marriage so sure like, all right well we're getting married so we might as well share assets yeah and the night that the night within minutes that this access was granted yeah, uh, we began the move, and by that I mean we were shoveling out check upon check, million upon million. It was a lot. It was. I, I don't know why she had checks in in her boxes in her house. We right. don't know why, but they were there. And we got um, basically more money than we ever dreamed of. And <laughs> not only that, but rarities like items like rings and swords that were so rare and so insanely expensive they were just we could have never conceived that we'd get these items right and it was just uh it was a day we'll never forget it's something we still talk about to this day and you know on the flip side of it we both felt horrible because <laughs> at the bottom of this is this poor who we think as a girl who was just so naive and yet so industrious. I mean, it was funny because she was so clever. She was really smart. She was one of the top Taylor money right. makers on the card. And yet she, I guess she was just desperate. I don't know. She was just very, it's sad. It's sad oh, to say that she man. wanted a relationship and <laughs> this certain person just cleaned her out. And and it was that one, that one second when she changed the authority like the permission on her house when you right. switch from when you give someone that permission it was in that second that i remember getting like a message in all caps like oh my god meet me here we need to do some crazy moving now and you know we just yeah it, it what was, was her good. reaction my reaction was oh my god because i know this person's always doing crazy shit i was like oh <laughs> god what is this what has he done now? What am I getting into now? What am I going to get dragged into now and be guilty by association? But fuck it. Here we go. I'm going to do it anyway. No, but did you so, hear yeah. her reaction though? What did she think? <sighs> oh, <laughs> like what was the blowback? I'm sure there's something. I, I think she caught him at the very end and was like, what are you doing? What's going on? What, what are you doing? Oh, no. He just went blank, you know. He just went silent and did as much as he could until he got banned. Um, and I, I just, I think, she, I think she quit after that. Actually, what? Yeah, I, wow. I, I, I might have seen her one time, and it was just she was at the bank like dropping stuff. So it was pretty bad. Wow. She didn't, yeah. So you're guilty I, by association, really? I am. I am. I helped and I encouraged it. I was part of it. <laughs> Her. and you know it's one of those things where we were targeting her with this like social thing this like social manipulation i guess because right. we knew she was so freaking rich and yet so like 
naive and desperate. So it's horrible to say, but I mean, that's, this is UO. And, you know, it's just, I'm pretty sure she quit immediately after or within days. And uh, I hope deep down somewhere. Yeah. I, I hope, and I heard rumors that she came back under a different name. I hope that's true. You know, I, I just feel like Ultima <laughs> Online is yeah. worlds and... So let me ask you this access to anyone, no matter what. And and this is the beauty I think of, I know everyone, you know, listening to the podcast knows about you, but you know, and some of my previous episodes, you know, the answers have been similar to yours. I have never seen a game where the level of, I'll just say manipulation that has been achieved by players. I mean, small fries. No, no. And and your story was great, but no, I, I'm I agree, man. I agree. That's it, why it wasn't even it's that crazy when it happened. I was like, "Well, this is you all." Well, and the fact that someone you know will take this could be pulled off over six months, a year. I mean, that would happen all the time. Someone join a guild and have the sole purpose of I'm going to loot the guild house at some point when I get out. You know, like and just the long yeah. con is crazy. Yeah. The long cons are definitely a thing in you all. It's very manipulative. At least, you know, this is back in the day. I can't say for sure now because I, I'm, I'm a reformed man. And honestly, <laughs> I'll, I'll be can I I'll be real with you. And this sure. is truly from the heart. And it's something I, I actually learned from Ultima Online. When when I got all that money and we became rich after that, it kind of lost its value because it was like, well, shit, we can do anything now. And after that, like I said, there was buying gold. And even now, so when I was on UOF, I, I started off as a miner. And I told you, I, I started stealing a lot. And I got a lot of money from that as right. a thief. Of just, I, would, I was known as the guy where I was just selling them like crazy. I had a great vendor near, uh, it, was just, it wasn't even my own shop. It was just a vendor near U Moongate. And it was cleaning house. Yeah. I was setting my prices really low because I was stealing. So they meant, it meant nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy amounts of profit off stealing and selling on the merchant and um at that after i got rich i said you know what i'm rich now i'm gonna live the lavish life i bought a huge and this actually went with the uh i got donation shane set up uh thank you again shane who set up a donation box when i did the uo forever theme song yeah uh you uh it's you uh theme.uoforever.com if you want to check it out it's a great song so oh team uh you know i i got rich in uo i went right. from being very poor and i most of my uo life i've always been very poor i've always been that poor guy who would scrape and claw for a horrible little house that would be in a horrible location i never really, i was always one of those guys i never had money so you know in these times when i did become uo rich it sort of taught me a life lesson because it lost the value. Once I was rich, yeah, I bought a house near you, Moongate. I let it fall, and I, because I, I don't know, just the chase was kind of gone. Right. Yeah. And I love thrill of having money, and it's just an interesting life lesson to me. Nowadays, I don't really, I don't really steal unless it's an interesting RP situation. Right. And I don't, I don't con people. I don't do social manipulation or anything like that anymore, just because I, I I'm just. I don't know. I, I just want to tell stories and I want to RP and have the yeah. most positive possible. If I didn't stream and I was a private 
goblin that nobody knew about, maybe I would continue on that line. I don't know. But now I'm a public figure, and I yeah. love going on adventures with people. I really do. It, with Acrista and with Profanity Texas and, you know, uh, Audible Mayhem, all of the legendary heroes that join me on my quest. I, well, I, I just doing that and it's interesting you, you know you say that in a real life parallel you know no other game too could have you show off like clothing like you owe where it's like it's literally like real life you're like dude those are some sick shoes where did you get those you know and you're like oh it's the new i don't know nike whatever but in uo it was like oh that's a rare you know those are rare sandals you know black sandals back in the day i'm dating myself right but uh you know anything black was like whoa yeah got the real black i need that right the level of expression just no other game i think in my in my opinion has as you know given that to players you know the, the and then to see a game you know this old come fast forward to 2020 and the customizations now i mean it's just it's mind-blowing what they've come up with you know and i'm just saying they as in everyone right it's crazy. It really is. And I remember back in the old, old days, and I would see someone that would say, like, wearing just, it would just say, like, wearing exceptional armor. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, boy. This guy, <laughs> oh, don't mess with him. I mean, it right. was literally, you could just look at someone and say, whoa, don't mess with him. Just like in real life, you'd see their title, you'd see their armor. Yeah. See their, uh, you know, their, uh, was the totem and you just like all right okay no way right oh no for sure it's not like in world of warcraft you just see a number or you see a color like oh they're red and they're way higher level you'd have to like look at them or see what they do you know when you can just see them roll up on their avatar and be like whoa this dude's like an all black he like i could already tell he's he's mean spit and then the title he's dread lord or something yeah um hundred percent especially back in the old days nowadays you know you see a lord and it, it's it's like okay they put in a lot of time but maybe because i was younger but back then when i saw someone that a lord title i was like whoa oh yeah this is this guy's real um this guy hasn't died in a long time watch out well exactly that was the thing too yeah like clearly he, he never dies because he has this title That's insane um but okay so <clears throat> i'm gonna wrap this up uh quickly but carl I mean, first of all, thank you for even, you know, setting this up. It is, I think this was so worth it. You know, the time we took to set this up. Um, I will say, creatively, you have been, you have represented UO in a way that, you know, I think few people can, for sure. And for everyone listening, and hope this is going to talk, you know, Carl up a lot. I remember, I don't remember who, but I remember someone said, hey, check out this, you know, Twitch channel. And I'm like, okay, you know, I see Forest of Wires. And immediately just the name, I saw Forest of Wires. I'm like, what is that? Like, it just intrigued me. And I'm like, okay, so I click it. And I remember being on a journey and I just have never seen someone on Twitch do the things you were doing where I almost parallel it to UO where I was like, I saw you and I'm like, the transitions, the storytelling you were doing, I'm like, clearly this dude must be, you know, a professional cin cinematographer of some sort because the way you were pulling things 
off, you know, and then, you know, for everyone listening, if you have the opportunity, you go to Twitch, go to Forest of Wires. If you catch Carl on a good night, um, ask him to play Stones. And you, you've, you've heard it a little bit earlier, but watching him play it live, you know, if that doesn't give you chills, you know, you're not alive. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, so there is something so magical about the Ultima online soundtrack. And I want to yeah. say thank you, Mustache. Um, I really do appreciate this. I'm honored that you reached out to me. Um, and while I can self promote, sure. I have, you know, you said, I, I, as you said, I, I have these try hard cut scenes and aspects of what I do. And there is indeed something very try hard coming up. October is a very special month. And Hey, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast. I'll say October, 2020. Yes. That year. Go on. <laughs> um yeah you could be listening to this in 2025 that's the way inter the internet is right mustache i'm yep that's how i am i discover stuff five years after the fact i'm always late to the game but no no matter when you're discovering this uh i have covered pretty much all of the songs from the ultima online soundtrack in metal form so heavy guitar and heavy drums yeah just go ahead and look up uh carl delinden ultima online cover I've I've pretty much done all of the original soundtrack songs and we're now beginning on the secondary soundtrack. So that's the Dave uh, soundtrack. Which one are you more a fan of, by the way, Mustache? I'm assuming the original most people are, but some people are really nostalgic for that updated soundtrack. I'm I'm an OG guy and I think the YouTube views almost reflect that where you could just type in, I mean, just stones, right? Like stones on a grand piano. There's not many people that cover it and the people that do you look at the views and you say holy crap i don't remember it. i remember it being outrageous on one of the videos i clicked just for stones right and you're thinking this tiny game of uo there are maybe a hundred thousand people that are still searching for that right it's it's wild to think about but i am an og i think but i will still listen to whatever you put out for sure yeah it is really a very I, I hesitate to say cult, very <laughs> culty fandom. And it's yeah. because of UO that I, I got any traction in the beginning on streaming. I, I could not get people to watch me. Right. I was, I was punching myself in the face. I was licking thumbtacks. I was whipping myself with razor wire. Nobody would look. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I log into UO and I just start acting myself. And this. You know, I mean, at first it was just like 10 people, but still that was a big deal for me. Like 10 people would show up and just even random people would say, wow, I played this. I love this game. Right. That doesn't happen to me with any other game, at least not back then. I played I played Mario, Kid Chameleon, Toe Jam and Earl, Beavis and Butthead, all these nostalgic titles. When you stream UO and I, I throw this out to other streamers listening give if you've played it before and you're nostalgic for it try streaming it for a day and you will see so many people yep. from the uo community support you in in a way that they don't support any other game they will support you it's such a brotherhood and a sisterhood there are a lot of girls who play uo by the way yeah i'm, I'm kind of shook but um there's there's an amazing and such a niche not niche i i i hesitate to say niche it's not really niche it's just so die hard People love Ultima Online. They will never give up on Ultima Online. And 
yeah, the music is incredible. And not many people have covered the soundtrack at all. I'm happy to say that I'm probably the only person who's covered some of them. Um, yeah. In fact, I know for sure I'm the only one who's covered a couple of them. Uh, when it comes to the Realm Online, I did a cover of their uh, their main theme, and I am not only the only person that's ever covered the song, I don't think the original's even on YouTube. So <laughs> yeah. stuff, I'm not even joking. I couldn't find it. I had to listen to yeah. the thing to figure it out. But, you know, I just I, I want to thank you again so much, Mustache. Yeah. And with that, I, I just... I just have one more thing I, I just want to say. It's... Yeah, go ahead. Wow, like, this is crazy. Uh... I was working as hard as I could to, to chime in with notes and the silence would get awkward and you would chime in and I could cut you off. I love that. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I just, I just. I, I am. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You are my fire. The one desire. Yes, I know. It's too late that I want it that way. Sing along, mustache. Tell me why. Ain't I don't want to ruin it, man. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never, never want to hear that you say. Asriel Poor wants it that way. Asriel <laughs> Poor wants it that way. Yeah, oh yeah, come on. Wow. Gaming, this is a blast and a half. You are a cool dude. You are and by that I mean Lord dude, thou art an epic and majestic legend of the nature most high. Thank you so much for uh chopping it up with me. This has been great, man. Honestly, uh, this an hour and 40 minutes felt like 10. No joke. Woo! Let's I mean, go. I'm ready to 
try again. Ah, I clapped on my bad hand. Oh. oh. Um, but no, sincerely, uh, thank you uh, to Carl, aka Forest of Wires, on Twitch. Um, it is much appreciated, and I am sure we're going to be talking again down the line. There's no doubt in my mind. You listen here, Mustache. We've got a sequel coming up that people are going to demand. I tell you right now, we're going to cross paths again. This is only the beginning, Mustache. Is that a Macho Man vibe? So nice. Unbelievable. Um, well, again. Bring me back, Mustache. Bring me back. <laughs> um, awesome. But. Thank you. I'm going to end the call. I sincerely appreciate all your support. I I gave you the uh, podcast link, and again, everyone can find it on you know on Apple, Android. It's everywhere. Vast real poor. Look it up. Um, and again, sincerely, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, and you know we don't say goodbye. We say Cal Ort poor. Cal Ort poor. <laughs> See ya. All right. <clears throat>